Right, we're back for episode 40 on the fourth floor now of the Vinyl Collective, your weekly journal every week um, on the hip-hop and R&B landscape. I'm your host, Topper. I'm your co-host, John. How you doing, John? I'm doing good. Uh, struggling with the heat. Everyone, everyone this week is... Uh, we felt felt the heat wave. But it's just the, yeah. most, the most British thing ever, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been asking for it. <laughs> And we got it, and we're still angry. <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, literally, like halfway through summer, and we're just about um, getting some um, some sun. But yeah, you know, much like episode forty, feels like God Himself is kind of taking inspiration from Alibaba uh, and literally stealing half of our summer away from us. Why not? Maybe because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I'm just throwing anything out there right now. But um, yeah, welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. Um, yeah, um, not really much. That's why I normally come with all these like corny, you know, um, intros or whatever. But I don't have that for you guys today. Um, shout out to E40, legendary um, rapper in the game. Underrated, underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it for 40, really. Yeah. Um, in terms of music news, um, I don't know if you saw, was it Biz Markie died during the week? He was a rapper from... I'm going to forget now which, um, oh, which group he was in. Anyway, it was a, fa- anyway, he's a famous rapper, I think from like the nineties, um, okay. who died, I think it was on the 16th. Um, I follow a couple of like, uh, those kind of like underground hip hop accounts and a few of them like, were yeah, posting about him. So yeah, that apparently was news this week. Um, actually I've got to give, I've got to give tops and credit this week. Um, for song of the day choice we obviously if you watch in, or if you follow us on instagram every day almost every day we'll post a song we'll post a picture usually from outside one of our windows <laughs> um and yeah. today, today's choice let's be honest that's it or like we'll, we'll post one of our speakers <laughs> um but yeah that today great choice janice Yanis. yeah no, yeah. i was gonna he even had the 50 line in it as well yeah, Could, couldn't have been chosen yeah. better. I was like, I did he know like, this? Yeah. Did he know the fifty was in the line? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I only saw it once I posted. I was like, oh, you know what? Fair enough. I'll take that, mate. Why not? But um, yeah, you know what? Let me just put a spoiler. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be on the now and then playlist. So I'm taking that as my Ben. But uh, yeah, no shout out to um, shout out to Yanis for the for the ring. Um, you know what? I love. I, you know what is this is gonna segue nicely into what I'm gonna talk about actually? But um, I love competition. That's me. I think everyone who knows mm. me is not spoiled of that. Like I might not follow every sport religiously, but I do like watching most sports at the highest level. So um, tennis is one. Um, soccer, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's Don't all right. That means yeah. It's not you know. It's not. It's not the best one. I know people rave about it. It's not the best sport, guys. Um, basketball, of course. I think those are free. I don't really care. I know people say that if you like tactics, NFL's really good. I just can't be bothered to get into it. But I've heard it's really good. Like if you like strategy. Um, I don't have five hours on a Sunday evening. That, yeah, that's the problem. Like I just don't care enough. Like I'm just not one of those guys. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah. In terms of that, so like obviously looking at the NBA, let's do NBA for example, like. Um, obviously you have like the league NBA but obviously mm. before they have like college basketball which are NW, um, NCAA and then obviously you have high school basketball and I was thinking about this in terms of um, albums right and albums EPs mixtapes and I kind of see albums as like you're in the league right and mm. like um, I say mixtapes are 
kind of like, you know, your high school, high school basketball and also EPs to me are like college basketball, right? Yeah. But what I've seen recently is that there's that, this just seems to be a model. So the way I see EPs right now is that <clears throat> if you're an artist, you, you've, you've dropped your first album and all that's out of yeah. the way, and you want to hold people off between um, albums, I don't mind an EP because that, that kind of already happens by de- default. Like, for example, back when Drake would just drop a bunch of singles between albums and none of those singles would make the album. If that was all just an EP I can listen to, I don't really care. That's fair enough. But it feels like EPs are, and again, we swear about this all the time, but I think what I kind of don't really mention is that EPs are kind of been seen as like the pre-training to an album. What do you think about that? I, I agree. I think the analogy works a little bit. Um, mm. But then... You know, you can't you can't overstay your welcome at college, can you? You can't, yeah. you can't stay there for, <laughs> for seven yeah. years. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and <laughs> and I think as well, we need to think of a way of of describing the G League. And I think the G League is when ah, yeah. you're an artist that releases an album that's just not for you. You're releasing a reggae album, for example. <laughs> you're off to the G League, <laughs> and it's very okay. unlikely you're okay. coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's fair um no i say this to say because um it does feel like um artists are just it doesn't because i feel like obviously high school and college is where you make most of your mistakes right you play a lot mm-hmm. of games and you know you your your kind of style isn't defined yet but it feels yeah. like a lot of people are trying to come out with eps or mixtapes refined and it's like that's not the whole that's defeats the fucking purpose right you're meant to kind of like yeah. throw out all these styles rap on or sing on all these different types of production and you know see what works see what doesn't but it feels like people are like really focused on making sure their ep is like this fantastic body of work and it's like it's a fucking ep it doesn't need to be um so yeah i think that's what i think that's where i'm at at the moment i don't know yeah it definitely, yeah, it definitely feels like there's a like a big shift to that, especially with re-releases of EPs. That kind of pisses oh, me off yeah. a little bit. We talked about that before. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like people are scared. People who've already released date, like studio albums are scared to make another, or like they they've they kind of hyped it up in their heads way too much now, and the mm. pressure's too much that they're like, oh, you know what? I'll just release an EP, or mm. I would just release like a a b-sides to a, an album from three years ago you're like come yeah. on <laughs> yeah no it's it's fucking you can have an experimental it. album like you can yeah. have an album <laughs> where, where it doesn't it doesn't hit and that's okay come mm-hmm. back again in two years and try again and the thing is not even that if you're gonna drop an ep don't fucking have some sort of like rollout for a fucking ep that's what i don't get it's, it's like when people do a whole campaign for an ep or they or like they won't drop their next album like two years later. So that was basically just an album in disguise then. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I've been gone for two years. Here's the EP. I'm gone for another two years. That's not how it fucking works. EP is just meant to be like, I'm trying out some ideas, not really going to make an album. Let me just throw them here. See you later. And it shouldn't be like half an hour long. Like, that's, come on, it's an EP. It's meant to be quite short. Like, and, but yeah, I don't know. I've just been thinking about this. So, I say this to say, right, let me not go into too much of a tangent. I say this to say that obviously any dropped her debut EP yeah. under 25 um, last week. And part of me feels like, I, I, it, like obviously she was doing her whole testimony. I was reading her testimony that she put on Instagram, like thanking yeah. pretty much everyone under the sun. Fair enough. But I was like, oh, but it's, it's an EP. Like, it's an EP. Like, I don't get why, why there's so much like hype or pressure for an EP when it should just be something that just drops 
and you, yeah, where yeah. you go to the next one, you go into the like, especially R and B singers back in the day. Like, if you think about um, Raven Lene, for example, she's dropped like a shit ton of EPs. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. before we, we even talk about an album, like people like um, people. There's a lot of people who drop, or even like some of the best artists of all time. Right? They have tons of mixtapes that people don't give a fuck about. But by the time they got to the album, they were ready. That's I feel like the time of the whole point. Like, mm-hmm. you mean, like, J. Cole, for example, or Kendrick, or, like, it's just, that's the whole point. But it feels like no one wants to do that anymore. It's like, no, like, we're going to start for EP, and it's going to be, like, this perfect 20-minute body of work, and then we're going to get to the album. Like, what, why Why are we doing that? Why are we it's doing that? Oh, it's because, well, especially with any, like, that single just propelled her. Mm-hmm. And in everyone's expectations, she was already there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people doing, like, think pieces, oh, yeah, Annie's, you know, the next big thing. Annie's already there. Annie is the big thing. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, relax. Like, this is literally her first single. Like, yeah. people release singles for, like, a good year or so before the EP comes out. And even at that point, they're not noticed. So yeah. I guess that's probably why there's so much pressure on her with this EP. Because um, you yeah, see, she was no, nominated, obviously, with Amir Brave for Song of the Year. Was she really? Um, Fucking hell. Okay, fair enough. I'm trying to remember what, what award it was. Um, Damn. I'm going to have to look this up really quick. Um, also, I don't know if Amir's still less as well. Obviously, no shade in it, but fuck it out, mate. <laughs> that's a bit, that's a bit bad. What, yeah, I want to know who nominated her. I think Amir shared it on socials um, that they were nominated alongside. Uh, there was a nine song. Um, okay. Let's see. Yeah, it was... a. Uh, GR, oh, GRM Daily rated awards. Oh, okay, fair there enough. There we go. Yeah. Fair, <laughs> enough. <laughs> fair enough. In my head, it was uh, it's like the Brits or something. You know, yeah, know. fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay, if it, if we'll it was something like Brits, but you know, GRM, you, you have fun in it. Babby's first awards in it, but whatever. I don't, mind. <laughs> I don't mind. But um, yeah. So I think yeah, that's it. I think that's why I kind of sympathise with any a little bit. Like it does feel like people kind of came out the gate just putting on this like pedestal like you are the next one because mm. she kind of like made a song that resonated with a lot of um people especially black women fair yeah. enough right but like that like but the thing is when but you can't be shocked when she comes out with something that you're not like bumping too far to back because she's still a new artist like she was where she said something like yeah she was like she wrote the song on the way home from work or something like she's still like very much still there in, in terms of her career mm. obviously um, the remix propelled her to probably a different level she doesn't have to work anymore I get that but like it's not like she's been signed and been writing a song mm-hmm. and has is going used to the studio for years and years like, I don't think that's where she's at right now so I think when people expect her to be like like you can't you can't be like putting Annie's release on the same level as Georgia's EP or Dave's album like that's not where she is right now yeah. but people will and it's like I think that's what's unfair and I think I get why I get it because there's no point signing an artist and you're not making money from that artist. So it's like, okay, we can put out a mixtape for free, but we could put out an EP. But if I was an artist, me personally, if I'm new, I'm saying I'm fresh out of the water, right? I'll give you the EP, but I'm dropping a shit ton of mixtapes. I'm dropping at least a few mixtapes before I'm getting to the album because I just need to get it out. And if it's on SoundCloud, it's on SoundCloud. I don't even need to take your label money to do it. I'll just make it, mm. you know? Do you know what I mean? I think that's what needs to be done because... Um, I haven't gone to my thoughts on the EP, but I just feel like that's something I was thinking about. It's like, I don't feel like people are getting enough practice time. So when 
So when people come out and they're shit, like overall, like it's been a few years, it's like, you can't be like, oh, they fell off. Like they were never on. Like they just, they just were never on. They just didn't have a big sample size of songs. And I think we just need more of that. Like we just need art. Like I don't get why there's so many artists who have less than 10 songs. Like <laughs> why is that such a thing? It's really annoying. Yeah. Whatever. It's de- yeah, it's definitely the culture, isn't it? The listening culture here at the moment. It's just, yeah. there's, there's no trust the process, is there? There's like no yeah. now. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, what do you think of the EP? What do you think of the EP? Let's get into that. I haven't listened to it the whole way through okay. yet. I've heard a couple of songs. Um I think I heard Same Old. Mm-hmm. Um where was that? Yeah, that was the first I think I heard the first couple of songs, Same Old mm-hmm. and I Want. Yeah. Um, but I haven't got into the to the rest of the tracks yet. That's kind of this weekend. Um but yeah, I, I enjoyed the first couple of songs. Yeah, um, where yeah, how how did you feel about it? You've listened to the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I mean it's only like twenty minutes. And I mean half of the songs were singles already. Um, yeah. Pen Black Girl, same more than I want, or all yeah. singles before that. Um, I thought it was cool. Um, I get why it was dropped in summer. It does seem like she's going for that aesthetic. Um, I don't. I said this before, and I, I'm, maybe I'm not as harsh as I was as I said the other day, but I thought the mixing wasn't too great. I still think it's not amazing. I do mm. think like some of the beats are just way too loud for Any's voice because Any doesn't really come with any sort of um, cadence. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like you need to kind of account for that with some of the beats that you're picking us on or how high you're making a voice. Mm. So I think that was a bit of a problem. But um, yeah, I think it was okay. That's but this is what I expect. This, this, is what I'm, this is what I brought up. It's mm. okay, but like, half the songs we already heard. So it's like, I'm really only getting four, four songs. new songs. And one of them is like some sort of like skit from 2011. Yeah, minute skit. So it's yeah. like, you're really getting three new songs. So it's like, oh, it's kind of, it's kind of like, okay. You're getting like, 11 minutes of music. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, it is just a bit like, oh, mm. all right then. Like, but yeah, it's just about, just got to get, get the music out there, like you're saying. Yeah, just get out there, man. Like literally get out there. Like, didn't and me and Ray Station was working on the EP when we interviewed in January. It's fucking yeah. July, mate. Like, like it's just, like it's not like I, I, again as critical as I can be, and I'm gonna keep saying this: if you drop something shit, especially if you're new, it's not the end of the world. Like, mm. you, literally, if you look at the timeline of some of the best to ever do it, a lot of them have not started off great. Like, it doesn't matter. It actually yeah. doesn't matter. Like. I know people have certain contracts where they can't release certain music without permission. I get it. But if you can, just drop, just get it out there. Try mm. things. Keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And that's people, how you get as there. We, as we are well aware, we've documented mm. people in the UK who listen to music have a very short memory. Yeah. A very short saying, yeah. memory. Exactly. So if you, drop a, if you drop two bad EPs in a row... And then you drop a single and everyone loves it. They're back on to you. Like, yeah, let's they've see, forgotten. Let's see They're like, forgive and forget. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. I don't care that you did that to me. Now we've got a song we like. Yeah. No, um, that's fair. It's toxic, but it's it's how it works. So, yeah. So yeah, just keep releasing. Yeah. I mean, plebs are plebs, isn't it? But um, yeah, that's what I have to say on that one. Uh, any other music business for us? Ooh. Talking of mixing, let's talk about Sid's new song, Fast Car. Okay. Okay. I thought this was a slow one. I Oof. didn't. I didn't like this. Fair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Like Sid has a, she doesn't have a powerful voice at the best of times, right? But if you've got a beat like this, with instruments that are going to be, so like at the forefront, mm-hmm. it just, oh, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work with her voice at all, unless you're going to like, 
not auto-tune it, but you know what I mean? Like, unless there are going to be some kind of like effects to like bring her on top of the beat, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I didn't, yeah. I didn't enjoy the song. I mean, this is the whole shit I said about um, Ego Death and everyone tried to act like I was talking like fucking blasphemy. Like it's the same shit. It's the same shit. That's like, just a nostalgia <laughs> one for me. So that's why yeah. I'm struggling to go over that. But like, oh, I've, I've been saying this. That's the thing. I say this as someone who liked Sid's debut album. Finn was like, nice. I think it's, yeah, it was cool. Mm. Um, so that's the thing, but this has always been the problem. Like, you can't just have someone who's literally the probably the most chilled back lesbian I've ever heard in my life. Like, she is mm. so fucking chilled. And you give her this, like, big production. That's not how it works. No. It's, not, it's uh-huh. never worked that way. Do you know what I mean? It's just never worked that way. Um, so also she's gearing up for a new project, it seems. The music video is cool. I didn't, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... But again, 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 I've never like. I think my expectations for Sid are always caps. So it's like if you drop something that's below average, I'm not like, oh, how could this be? Like, mm. so yeah, Fair yeah. Enough. Like I expect some bullshit to come here, here and again, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I'm not expecting great things from the album, if I'm honest. Yeah. Because I don't know where else she goes. Like, what else has she? Yeah. It sounds harsh, <laughs> she ain't but got we've it. seen it. She we've ain't seen got everything it, you've yeah. got. Yeah. Like ego death was nice, and objectively, when I look at it, I'm like, I know why it was nice. And it wasn't necessarily because of Sid. Like, (laughs) it was the production. It was Steve Lacey. It was all the rest of them. Um, So, yeah, man, I don't know. Finn was nice, but another album, she's got to do something special. If If it's just the same again, I'm... But the thing is, people eat it up, man. They do. As I say, they know, know they will. Same way they fucking eat up Sir all the fucking time. I've never understood that one as well, by the way. Like, he is all right. Like, he is all right. That is it. He is all right. Like, literally, if there was a fucking barometer for 5 out of 10, it's, it's Sir. Like, he's all <laughs> right. But people go on, like, he is, like, of the fucking truth of TD. You would think he's the one swinging his dick around TD instead of Kendrick. He's, he's the one telling him, yeah, you need to be on my album, mate. It's like, what? Like, relax. Like, he's all right. He's all right. He's literally the definition of all right. But people do the same thing with Sid. Like, mm-hmm. there's, I don't know, because the vibe, maybe, or, like, maybe that one song that's just super related was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, I don't really get it in it, but whatever. I don't get it. Yeah. Talking of um, Sir, his brother released the deluxe version to his album. How exciting. D Smoke. His brother? Oh, oh yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. I, we I, always I, forget that they're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the, uh, uh, what was the album called? Um, Black Habits. That's mm. it. So he released the deluxe version. I know. No, um which includes four extra songs. Ah, oh, exciting. <laughs> Tune in now. Um, what else? What else has been released this week? Uh, Mahalia had that one single, um, Whenever You're Ready. Um, I wasn't a big fan of it, actually. As someone who was a big fan of um, Mahalia, I wasn't crazy about this one. Um, it's cool, to, um, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not one of the strongest songs she's ever released. So I won't say that. It's just, yeah. It's very, like, it's... early 2000s R&B. Yeah. She even said like the song was um inspired by Montel Jordan and his track uh, okay. Get It On Tonight. Banger, by the way. Ooh, Ooh, that could be yeah, my that... that could be my then song. <laughs> Fair enough. Just thinking about that it. That's a good song. Um Yeah, I don't know. It was okay. And like yeah. it was fine. It wasn't anything yeah. special if I'm honest. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think the song I put on the spotlight series last week was the one with Rico Nasty. That's a banger. Yeah. Was it yeah, Rico Nasty? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, that's a banger. That's a good song. So, hmm. um, wonder what direction this album's going. 
um, to be honest. But um, it's been a while. I mean, it's been a couple of years now. Like, Was it 2019? Yeah. I mean, September. So obviously it's just under a couple of years. But yeah, we're waiting, man. I'm, I'm, honestly, because mm. that track, that um, Featureless last time was... Not Stars, it was it was. It, it was, was. Yeah, it, damned, yeah, it was, come on. Was it Burner Boy and Terrence Martin? Ter- Terrence Martin, Martin, sorry. Yeah, yeah, LMA, Lucky Day. I think she even had, um, who does she have? I think, no, I think she had other production credits as well. But yeah, mm. she had some, a couple of big features there, do you know what I mean? So um, I expect it to be more of the same. I'm thinking, really. yeah. There's yeah, going to so, be some big names. Yeah, so I want to see what's happening going on there. So yeah, come soon, Mahalia, come soon. Um, Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, let's uh, move on to the Spotlight series. <clears throat> so oh, obviously yeah. every week, we're taking it in turns now. Last week was me, this week, Tops has chosen an artist. Cool. Uh, this week, so for number 40, to get us on the fourth floor, I've got the conscious rapper, Sorok, also known as Asata Perkins. Uh, so again, I cannot remember for the life of me how I came across her. Um, again... I just listen to music, guys. Like, it's not hard, especially... Like, I, I always yeah, say... Like, like, what's it's your just, secret? How do you find them? Yeah. What articles are you reading? <laughs> yeah, like, you know what it is? Like, you know when you just listen to an album or... Because, again, I'm very much an album guy. Because when yeah. I listen to the album and it finishes and then maybe sometimes... Because normally I turn it off when it goes to, like, the autoplay. I don't really like yep. it. But sometimes I just leave it on. And then um, mm-hmm. I think this is probably how I found out about her. And I think it was... um, What song was it? Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know why the song's blanking me, but it's on my Forever? List. Forever, that's it. I don't know why it blanks. But yeah, I think it was that song. I was like, oh, this is nice. I, this was before I knew um, she was working with like Styles P, Black 4, a lot of these massive artists I've yeah. never heard of before. And she's got like very little followers and um, or monthly listeners on Spotify. 50,000 monthly listeners. Yeah, something small like that. Mm. And obviously she's been rapping for a long time. So um, yeah. yeah, so Sarah, so Sarah Perkins, she's from DC. She recently, well not recently, but five years ago, uh, signed to Rhyme Sayers. So if you're a fan of Atmosphere, that's quite underground. Um, banging group, by the way. But um, also Brother Ali as well. I think he's also on that label as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're a fan of that type of hip hop, like underground but conscious, she's definitely up for the street. Um, someone like, I think if you kind of like Shay Lingo, not Shay Lingo, oh my gosh, Shay Noir, um, yeah. mixed with a bit of Rhapsody, that's kind of where you're at with this one yeah. um, so she's been for a long time like she has a lot of projects I've again never heard of her but um, yeah again in terms of like big like indie label big indie label 2016 so she had a project it's got a long fucking name yeah The Sharecropper's Daughter yeah um, really good album by the way um, honestly one of the big singles that um, fuck me I don't know why again my notes are all the got this gang yeah Goddess Gang, oh my gosh, what a good song. But yeah, the, the lead single, um, really good. And she's talking about, like, one thing about her, like, she in terms of actually rapping and flowing cadence, this I knew, like, okay, this is, I get why she's around for a long time. She mm. is very well polished. Like, she kind of reminds me, not Ken, I do get Kendrick vibes from her, just kind of the way she plays with her flows and her voice. Um, the beat switch in that song was crazy as well. Um, not Goddess Gang, the other one. Um, Goddess Gang is also a good song as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel I, I just feel like she's one of those, like, I won't say like 5% nation type thing, but it's close. It's close. But like, if Jay Electronica was a woman and he really like got there, I feel like it would be like this. That's, that's kind of how, that's kinda, that's kinda mm. how um, I see it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she has a song with Black Four, it was a yeah. banger as well. MF um, Doom. MF Doom. Yeah, that's what you said. She has a lot of clout. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, um, 
I was I think that's what intrigued me to kind of go in more like okay like this there's no way someone gets like a featureless like this and isn't like yeah. legit. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, just give me can you go in? So um yeah, the rebirth is of MF Doom. She has um Rockwell's America Styles P, the Black Renaissance of Black Four, also Black Four never misses in the day in his life. Literally Guy's crazy. <laughs> He's insane. Um Yeah, no. Yeah. Literally legit 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 artist. So um I'm, yeah, I'm I'm quite surprised. Again, I'm this is one of the ones where like I'm even, I don't even know if I've heard like people who I follow in terms of like hip hop mentioners. So I was like, okay, what's what's going on there? Is she like, was she not like? Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. So I'm trying to do a bit bit digging. But mm. yeah, again, if you like rapping, like just straight ass rapping from a woman, just definitely check out. Definitely yeah. check out. Yeah, you, you mentioned yeah. yeah, you mentioned Shay Noir. She featured on Shay Noir's project from the end of 2020. Um, oh, okay. Which was, I think it's called After 12. Is that the oh, one? Oh, Um I think, yeah, it's called After 12. Yeah, so she featured on one of the final songs. Oh, she one did. One of the final songs oh, on the project. Okay. Um, there you go. It all comes together. Yeah. It? Like yeah, you're saying, though, she's been around a while. Yeah. Uh, 2015 project, um, mm. Extraterrestrial had DJ Drama on it. We mentioned mm. him obviously a lot last week. Um, so, yeah, no, she's definitely in and around like she's a bit like we're saying with um i feel like this is this is a bit of a trend like the last three four weeks we've had artists that are like polished and they've had like big features but they've just kind of slipped under the radar and we're not quite sure why Mm. i think the same with like kenny and with um bobby sessions yeah and i mean mentioning bobby sessions um he's got something coming out with erica bardu crazy i sent that to you like wow I'm excited for whatever's coming up there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. back to back to Sorok. Great, yeah, great the, rapper. I, honestly, I, hadn't, yeah. I hadn't heard of her before before you mentioned it. Yeah, like as a spotlight. And I think it's just it's just really perplexing me. Like she's not young as well. Like she's mm. damn near forty as well. So it's like, okay, what's go- like why have I, like there's certain artists even if I've never heard, even though I've mm. never listened to them like. Um, Open Mike Eagle, for example, yeah. or even Brother Ali. Like, I don't know if I really delve into their like discography, but I know of them. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. like people mention them all the time. Never heard anyone mention Sorok. So it's like, whoa, like what the hell? Like she's literally worked with, literally or literally some of the biggest rappers out right now would want a feature list like she has. Like it's not like yeah. she's getting big money. So, but she just doesn't. It could be a marketing thing as well, right? Like yeah, she hasn't actually featured other than the after twelve. And let's be honest, Shay Noir is still underground. Yeah. Like she so hasn't just featured to stay on any projects. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I was gonna say something. I think this is another case of like American artists being big enough to just sustain themselves in America, and they mm. don't need like anyone else. Like people just locally appreciate them. Yeah, so yeah. it kind of happens. And I think. Again, I wish we had that here, but we're just not going to have it. But, like, yeah. So, it's like, of course, she probably has, like, a big local following in America. Obviously, like, probably East Coast more so, because a lot of the people she's worked with are from East Coast as well. So, that makes perfect sense to me. But, if it's of here, yeah, if she... Yeah. I, I'm definitely got my eyes on her. Like, check out her pro- check out the, um, the latest project. Oh, let me just double check the name. I don't want to get it wrong again. But, yeah, the Sharecroffer's daughter. But, yeah, yeah, definitely check that out. Like, definitely one to watch. I'm definitely keeping my tabs on her. Mm. But, yeah, that's it, yeah, really. Um, you can... F- yeah, um, you can check out the two songs. I think it was Forever and Goddess Gang. It'll be on our Spotlight Series playlist. Uh, yeah, you can follow that on Spotify. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Vinyl Collective Pod on Instagram, uh, TVC Pod on Twitter, Vinyl, The Vinyl Collective pretty much everywhere else. So, yeah, yeah. check us out. We'll be uh, back. Just a short break.
Cool. Right, we are back. Um, obviously discuss today's main topic, um, which is something that like, when you kind of think, look at it as an overview, it kind of applies not just to music, but to, you know, literature, to art, to all these kind of things. <laughs> so I thought I'd start us off with, um, with a little quote from um, Damien Hurst. He's an artist who's done a lot of like, um, kind of, he's quite, I guess he, you can think of him as like a controversial artist because he kind of like sits on that line between like, is this art or is this guy just being a bit pretentious? And this is just okay. an exhibition. He's making a fuckload <laughs> of money because he did the, he did um, basically some exhibitions. One was like a shark in like a big tank of like formaldehyde, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's done loads of other kind of like, there's just like big, big buck exhibitions where you're like, this isn't really art. You know, this is just a banana peel on a wall mm. in a, in a museum. But anyway, uh, the quote from him was, um, kind of how it feels like Banksy, but continue, <laughs> continue, continue. Uh, he said, um, you have to look at it as if the artist is an architect and we don't have, we don't all have a problem that great architects don't actually build the houses. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of a good <laughs> intro to, um, to yeah, obviously, discussing uh ghostwriting um mm. so i'll start us off my opinion on it is kind of changed i'm trying to keep a more of an open mind because i feel like i'm um we kind of meme about it you know i'm the purest ah oh, the 90s was the best era ever this that Wait, i mean i guess no i get what you're saying but before you do that can i give it over you like a clear definition i think people met here mm. ghostwriting quite a lot but i think just to kind of set the premise for the rest of the conversation is like a clear definition of what so, okay, so ghostwriting for is. me ghostwriting is like um where you have writers behind the scenes that are producing the lyrics or or part of the lyrics of songs for an artist who is essentially taking most of the credit or taking the entire credit. So they're kind of like the the un, unsung heroes behind behind lyrics. Um, would you kind of okay. agree with that definition? So, so uh, yeah, so basically uncredited yeah, um, yeah. writers. But would you so? What do you think of people who are credited? Like, let's say there's a rapper, but they also have a credited writer. Would you also say that's a ghostwriter or... Uh, you're you personally? I wouldn't necessarily call it a ghostwriter if it's, if it's kind of credited. But the thing, the way we can see music now is hmm. just online. So unless we've gone to Wikipedia or unless we get the CD, hmm. we have no idea who's written this, right? Like... Mm-hmm. I, we had no idea there were six writers on each song of the Her album. Like, we, unless you, like, go into the deep dive. So mm. in the pure sense, n- no, I wouldn't think of them as ghostwriter if they're credited. Mm. Okay, fair. Yeah. Okay, cool. Fair enough, fair. Continue. Um, Sorry, got you off there. So, where was Wait, I? You're giving your general thoughts. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, I think it's, it's changed like when you when you look at ghostwriting i think in the 90s um it felt a lot easier to kind of like obscure like the scene the scene obviously um the scene was a lot more i'd say opaque like there are a lot of like hidden ghostwriters that you just wouldn't ever find out about until like 20 years later whereas nowadays i think you have to put a lot more effort into hiding the fact that you are not um that you're not writing your own lyrics. Like we'll get onto the whole Drake thing later, but I feel like that was a very conscious effort to to kind of keep the writers in the background and yeah. kind of take the credit um, for yourself. So I think I see the like nefarious side of it, 
when you're when you're trying to i guess when, you're tr- when you've got a platform and you're like i'm one of the biggest rappers or i'm trying to be the greatest and you're not actually writing your own stuff or you're not being forthcoming about it i have an issue with that um so yeah i was, I was that's kind of my opinion it's my overview okay fair okay cool um oof, gosh where to begin um so I think with Ghost Rank, because again, I feel like my whole opinion would just be the entire episode in it. I think that's why you guys are here. But um, I think genuinely, so if we kind of talk about ghostwriting, um, again, one thing that you kind of, uh, I guess, um, ironically did, you were just talking about hip hop and R&B, but obviously ghostwriting is something that's mm-hmm. prevalent across all genres. So it's not just hip hop and R&B, R&B, rock, uh, pop, like it's, yeah. it's everywhere, right? So I think... I guess one thing, again, I haven't been alive for the whole time that music's ever been created, but looking back in history and just like understanding how deep, it's it's like, (laughs) it's like, um, it's that quote from Lester from The Wire. It's like, if you follow the dope, you'll Mm. you'll get dope dealers. But if you follow the money, you don't know where the fuck you're going to be ending up. So I feel like if you follow the ghostwriters, like if you do follow that trail, I feel like it's going to lead down some dark anyways, mate. I think you'd be shocked to like how deep that whole network goes. Mm -hmm. Like it's fucking incredible. So I think for me, it's like my initial thought was like, damn, like it is kind of crazy how prevalent this is like just across the music. Um, but I think it's crazy how obscure it is within hip-hop as well. And obviously we'll get into the reasons for that as well. But I think that's just my initial thoughts on it as well. I think, um, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I mean, very uh, general answer, it depends. Yeah. Right? It yeah. depends. Um, so, um, I don't know. Let I'm going to start this off, right? So obviously a, lot, a large part of why like this conversation kind of kicked off in the first place was um, due to, I guess, obviously, flat, go back to 2015, uh, Drake and Meek Mill. Obviously, Meek Mill was being his feelings about a lot of things, and then he basically says, Drake don't even write his own song. That's why he didn't my album. And obviously, pff, creates a whole shitstorm. That's still kind of, you still, I think you'll feel the waves of that for many, many years to come in terms of ghostwriting mm-hmm. and music and stuff like that. But that's always going to be a discussion. But, um, yeah, so I, think, I think it kind of, like, re-energized that comment, but I think, I guess from I, I, what's, what's the question I'm trying to formulate here I guess from that right was it something that you were always aware of prior to this or was it just something that you never really considered like oh there's ghostwriters what like or were you like oh yeah of course there's ghostwriters like I, I, I guess what was your I guess thoughts around that time I think to be perfectly honest I had probably been aware of it but that I mean what year was this this is 2016 is that right 2015. 2015, okay. So I think, yeah, to be honest, that was probably a, like, starting point to for me to, like, look into it more. I'd, I mean, I'd always mm-hmm. been aware that some people write their own lyrics, some people don't, mm-hmm. but I hadn't had that, like, moment of realisation, like, rah, like, this is actually, you know, <laughs> if you look into your favourite rapper's, like, discography, there are probably some songs there they didn't write. Um so yeah, I think this was like a, a kind of a wake up call to me. Um, and yeah, like looking at that particular debate, obviously Drizzy said he. I think after a few weeks after or a few months after, he said, um, like just reflecting on it was like music can be a collaborative process, um, which I do, which I do agree. Um, 
And I think on like the flip side of, I get my over- overviewing thoughts, that's quite negative, but like on the flip side, I kind of sometimes look at the ghostwriting thing in, let's have an analogy, right? So, <laughs> so if you think of like um, ghostwriters, tell me how this one works. Think of like ghostwriters as like farmers in the world of gastronomy, right? So you have like a, they're okay. like the unsung heroes, right? They grow the produce, they're like, bring it into the chef in the kitchen, then the chef, you know, they wash it, wash all the veg, they chop it up, they add some sauces, and then they serve it to the to the customer. And often okay. it's not even the chef doing it, right? It's the sous chef, it's the people that work for like £10 an hour, and obviously the chef's name is on the door, right? The chef's name is on the plate. Um, but they didn't actually grow the food themselves. They may not have even cooked it, but it's their name at the end of the day that's kind of um, like, it's their name that's either going to be praised or criticised. So I kind of look at it in that way, like the big artist, Drake, uh, mm-hmm. let's hope it's not Kendrick Lamar, but people like that, right? <laughs> yeah. They're sitting in the studio, the farmer brings in, you know, the, the some lyrics and they kind of sit down, discuss it. And then Drake work. Uh, Drake works with people, and they kind of like chop it up, serve it up, kind of um, decide how to like package it, and then give it to the customer. And in that way, I can understand um, that you know what, maybe maybe the kind of artist doesn't need to be involved in every single bit of the process. Um, mm. And I know we like it when they do. We were talking about Tyler last week, and we're like, damn, that's incredible. He literally does everything himself. Um, but not all artists were created equal, so it's true. I mean, yeah. that's good. I, I kind of see the um, ghostwriters more as the sacred order of the stonecutters from The okay, Simpsons. Okay, all right. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember. I don't know if anyone's watched Simpsons like that, but you know, like that secret society that Homer was the leader of. And the funny thing about that, also, it was kind of like a play on Freemasons, was that <laughs> secretly that um, the members of the Stonecutter Society were actually members of, like, the local town. So you had, like, fucking Mr. Burns was there, and so was Carl, and, like, fucking Dr. Hibbert, and shit like that. Like, <laughs> I think I think that's the way I see ghostwriters. I think the, the thing about ghostwriters, like, they're there, and they're dictating, like, so much of what's going on, but you don't even know how close it is to you, who they are. Like, you know, it's you just really don't know. And I think that's exactly where I see it. <laughs> That's how two, I see two it. Two contrasting analogies there. Yeah, but, um, but um, no, no, yeah, fair. Um, when you, yeah, when you, when you talk about ghostwriting, like again, in terms of like, I think you kind of touched on something that was quite interesting. Like, um, you're saying that in terms of um, your knowledge about the chef and like, okay, there's skill. I think you're basically trying to imply like there's skill in like how something's packaged and presented, but there's also like that doesn't. So, like, even though there's skill in, like, preparing the food, there's also skill in presentation and mm-hmm. packaging and all of that. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of what you do with... Um, it's kind of what you do with the ingredients that you've got, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, yeah, like, most chefs in the world do not grow the produce in the garden. They get it, like, shipped into them, and then they're like, hmm, what are we going to do with this now? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I kind of... That was an interesting way of looking at it, I guess. Fair. Um, um, okay, cool. So I'm just going to like throw a couple of questions at yeah. you. So why do you think, uh, especially in hip hop, why do you think it matters more in genres such as the hip hop, maybe rock to some degree? Like okay. I feel like, you know, if people found out that, um, oh gosh, Kurt Cobain didn't write some of that shit in, um, 
<laughs> that Nirvana album. I think people wouldn't yeah. be too happy about that. So it's not, it's not just hip hop, but I feel like most of most on hip hop. Like, why do you feel like it matters way more compared to like, mm. I don't know, someone writing a song for Dua Lipa? Yeah. Like, why is that? Okay. Why is that matter? Yeah, I think this is probably like the crux of it, right? Right. Yeah. Why ghostwriting is like is synonymous with hip hop and rap and like why it gets so agitated. I think okay. for me, it's a lot of rap and a lot of hip hop, especially when we think of like classic albums or like the best artists for like the magnum opus, it mm-hmm. often doesn't just revolve around love, which is something that in other genres like indie pop and um, like R and B, obviously mm-hmm. a lot of the songs that they write, this is no shade at all. A lot of the songs they write can be, uh, they're like universal experiences, right? Very yeah. often, the universal experiences, like LMA or whichever R&B artist, they're not necessarily going to be telling you about a breakup in a way that you hadn't thought about it before. They're not going to be saying, this happened to me okay. and no one else in the world can relate to this. Like, we can all be like, yeah, cool. That's the way I could... And I think hip-hop and R&B... Hip-hop and rap is often more about... Um, I don't know, that there's like a, a credibility thing to it, I think. Um, in that like a lot of them are like a lot of raps are like first person narratives or are describing like specific instances from your own life um, and I think if you're seen to be giving these narratives and then people find out that you didn't actually write it then your whole discography kind of comes into question I think that's that's the way I look at it you're kind of, you're kind of giving me a bit of an odd look so go no, for but, it no but okay you know what is I kind of get what you're saying but I think what the thing about the love song right okay for example if I found out like Leanne Le Havis didn't write Courage mm. I'd be a bit shocked because like what the fuck like I feel like there is there is I get what you mean like okay because there are so many songs about love I do get mm. that but there's also so many songs about being in the streets like there's yeah. only so many ways you can talk about that as well but I think there is I mean, being a skilled writer is not dependent on the topic you're talking about. It's mm. about how well you can put words together. So I think in, I, I, I kind of, this point I'm kind of conflicted. Like, okay, I think it doesn't matter as much in singing genres, but not for the reasons that you said. I think it's not because of that. Because some people have some really profound um, ways of, or experiences in terms of love or death and stuff like that. You think of um, David Bowie or you think of Sophie and stuff like that. Like, obviously, recipe Sophie. But, like, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of ways you can go about the mm. same um, thing. Do you know what I mean? There's, a lot, there's more than one way to skin a cat, is what I'm trying to say. But I think the problem is, and this is, this is, and this is what, um, this is, I mean, I saw this in a Dead in Hip Hop video, so I want to know your thoughts on this. Cause I, don't, I don't even know if I agree with this as well, but it's a, it's a I guess it's a theory, right? Yeah. With, with singing, the, the whole part of singing is their voice, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I listen to a song because their voice is so good and the lyrics don't really matter because the skill is mainly in the voice. And with rapping, the skill is mainly in the lyrics. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I know the statements, my statement's a bit of a joke, like a sweeping statement. I know yeah. there are obviously artists that, a lot of artists that kind of come at it with unique ways of... of uh, of talking about love. But I think, yeah, I guess the way I was thinking about it was like, you can kind of interchange the lyrics. Like it, it wouldn't matter to me so much if, if a lot of R and B artists didn't write because again, I think the lyrics come secondary often mm. with R and B. And I think it's more about the voice. It's more about the, um, the kind of like emotion portrayed in, in the voice. It's more about the way it's sung. Um, 
and kind of like the feeling you get from it. Whereas I think like you're saying with rap lyrics, uh, that's kind of what you're, you're focusing in on. Um, so I, I, I think I agree with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a bad model. I think the only thing I'll say is this, right? It kind of implies that there's no skill to rapping, even if you had the words. And I don't believe that's true. Like, I don't believe anyone can no, just no. pick up. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't believe anyone can just pick up a fucking uh, page and rap the way I don't know, Kendrick did on Mama. Mm. Like, I just don't believe that. I'm sorry. I just don't believe the local guy could do that. Even if you had, like, I mean, there's so many times, like, even if you, you're you reading the lyrics or something, that's why fucking karaoke exists, right? You yeah. could be singing a song or rapping a song and you still can't do it. You still can't do it because there's breath control. There's, you know, just you know, experience and, like, tongue twisters and things like that. You can't just do that just because you know the words or something. I think, I mean, I think that's my problem. Again, you said with the chef analogy, I don't think... And I think I think the same issues you have with singing is the same issues you have with rapping. Like there's skill in rapping, mm. so why is it not the same thing across all genres? Because there's skill in singing, of course, there's skill in singing. There's skill in all sorts of vocal performances, yeah. but why is it only rap? It's like, oh, I can't do that. It's like it's not like, and then, and again, this goes to another topic at home. But it's not it's not just like anyone can rap. Not anyone can rap. Mm. You need some sort of. Um, is that what girls say? It's like something about him, isn't it? Like you need yeah. that something about you. You can't just be anyone. Like it's just not going to work. Yeah. That's what I feel. No, I agree. And I've, yeah, I guess something we've kind of touched on at, like mm-hmm. earlier on was this idea of like credibility. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess credibility and storytelling. And do you, do you think this can be a reason why kind of rappers are, are looked down on when, you kind of realise that they're not writing their own stuff or they didn't experience what they're talking about directly. Oh, uh, 100%. 100%. Let's see that. This is, this is why I agree. Yeah. Okay, okay, here's, here's, I think here's why I personally think, because again, I think because ghostwriting is one of those topics that I've been spoken about for so long. Mm-hmm. So, instead of being an NPC and just sprouting out what every other fucking answer is on the internet, I'm going to try and give my own answers. See, listen up content creators, you don't just have to repost shit you see all the time. So, <laughs> Here's what I think, right? Here's why I kind of, it kind of bothers me, right? Because mm-hmm. people say, and it's not because hip-hop is a, a naturally competitive genre. It, it, hip-hop didn't start out being competitive. It just started out being some experimental disco and just ended up being a fucking genre. Yeah. That's really what happened, isn't it? So it eventually became that um, over time. Okay, fair enough. It, and um, there's a lot of, I think because with a lot of black music, it comes from a sense of um, authenticity, like, oh, like, we were just some guys sitting around and playing about with music, and here we are, whereas a lot of things that are pop or were rock were more engineered to blow. Even disco, mm. to a sense, or Motown back in the day. But I feel like hip-hop, like, when the new genre emerges and comes through, it's more of a thing of, oh, you know, like, it starts off like the forefathers, right? And it's like, okay, mm. cool, we're just trying something out, we're just being authentic, we're just guys doing this. And then, um, yeah, then there you go. But I think, but as long as hip hop has existed, ghostwriting has existed the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. Mm. So it's like, I can't ever act like this was something that was crept on along the way, like a little mouse. It was always there. But I think the way people look at hip hop, and this is, and this is one thing, right? We, we make a lot of comparisons to like competitive sports and music. Mm. And I think the only genre you can do that with is hip hop because Here's what I like about hip-hop. Here's why hip-hop is so interesting to me. The fact that I can look at an artist and I can directly compare that artist to another artist. And I don't have to think about, 
oh, but who was the songwriter? And if the songwriter was in the room, then would their next album be as good? Or how can I really say Nails better than Land Habits when I don't really know who's... I can't, there's so many other variables to think about. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm comparing two rappers, I already know who wrote it. I already know who did I already know whose direction it was. I don't have to think about anything else. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot easier. Um, it's a, it's a, it's like it's like a it's, it's a more of, it's more it's more of a closed system. This is what I'm trying to say, right? It's a more of a closed system, so I can easily it's a lot easier to compare two artists than any other genre. So I like that, and I like the fact that it has become competitive because yes, yeah, like yeah, of course, I love competition. So I like this. It is. There's only one genre that does that. I don't mind. I don't mm. mind. So if and and I think if you're going to engage in that competition. If you are going to get a conversation, I am the best or I'm yeah. I'm top of the game. Hmm. Of course you gotta fucking write your own shit. What are you talking about? Like anyone <laughs> anyone who tries to re-engineer that fucking um matter of fact is literally is, like they're lost. They're lost in the woods, mate. Because here's the problem, right? If I said to you, right? Ah, uh, let me not use that example, that's too wild. But okay, I'll give you the more <laughs> example. If I use, right? If I'm an athlete, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I can sprint 100 meters, 10 seconds easy. Like, come on, you know me. And then you find out I've been taking steroids. It's not really me, is it? Like, that, that doesn't really count. Like, that would never count. It would never fucking count. Same way if I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm a, I'm a banging mechanic, man. Like, oh, bring your car to me. I'll sort you out. And really and truly, it's like my fucking cousin doing all the Spanish work and I bring the car to you. It's like, that's not, that's not authentic. Do you know what I mean? There's something mm-hmm. about that. And I think people like, that's the thing. I think because, again, like you said, people talk a lot about their life, um, career, but I think people talk about a lot of other things that you really can't lie about. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think that's the other thing with hip hop. Like, it is one of those genres for the longest time where people were talking about engaging in criminal activity more so than ever genre so I think there's a thing like if someone told me Nines had a ghostwriter I don't mm. think I would listen to Nines again I'm not gonna lie this, I this is what it. I was gonna <laughs> this is what I was gonna move on to next and ask Go it's ahead. kind of do you I, I personally feel like there are a couple of reasons why but looking back at the Drake and Meek Mill example mm-hmm. Meek Mill calls Drake out for for ghostwriting a song that was gonna be on Meek Mill's album right Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like I mean it was on the album but yeah sorry and, and was like that's why Drake didn't tweet the album out because we found mm-hmm. him out um, mm-hmm. do you th- what what do you see as the reason that Drake's basic basically got a bit of a pass on the ghostwriting thing from from Drake fans from like the hardcore Drake fans because you know what I feel like going too far down a rabbit hole will literally split their neurons in half and because and it's like finding out Santa Claus isn't real for some of these guys or mm-hmm. finding out that actually choosing a political party doesn't lead to free healthcare every fucking time who, who would have known who would have known um, so yeah I think <laughs> I think that's what it is I think there's certain people I think once you've made once you've made a connection with an artist or the music from an artist, mm-hmm. if someone pulls back the curtain and says, actually, that was even, that was even them. It's like, part of you knows, it's like, oh, it's, 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 it's like, it's like being with this girl, right? For years and years, right? You already established that connection. And someone says, actually, you know what? She didn't even want to be with you. She just thought, oh, why not? Like, do you know what I mean? was a good guy. Like, you don't really want to believe that. You don't want to believe that's the case. Or, oh, you know what? She's, you know, you're not even a type like that. You're like, oh, well, we're here now, innit? Like, I think there's there's a sense of that when it comes to Drake. And Drake has 
he's the biggest artist in the world, has been for a long time. He's given mm. people so many hits that they've loved way before the um, Rico stuff, way before any of that. Um, that was, if anything, that was his prime. I mean, that's mm. a problem as well. Like, literally prime Drake, literally dropping all these fucking bangers left, right, and center. And someone tells you that's not him. That's too much stuff to handle. I think yeah. that's what it is. It's, so, if, for, so in, and again, it's quite... You know, it's 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 more of a microcosm of the real world, isn't it? Like cancel culture and all those other buzzwords. They're dangerous yeah. words we won't touch. But um, yeah, like because you like Drake, instead of you saying, "Oh, actually, this is actually is a bit weird," and I don't like, I won't look at the songs the same way. You say, "But what does that actually matter?" Like obviously, if the song's good, then nothing else matters, doesn't it? It's like this guy literally said, "Don't let me catch a body like that." How many times? Like, of course, it fucking it matters. It yes. definitely matters. Yeah. It definitely matters. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, no, I, I, yeah, I fully agree with that. I think once what it seems like once an artist has reached a certain status, mm. um, and the fan group is so invested, then it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter what they do. And I think then also on the other side of that, um, which comes back to the credibility thing, is if I know you've mentioned a couple Drake things just then, don't let me catch. But like if Drake was a a Rick Ross type rapper, and that's obviously a good example for us. Like mm-hmm. if if Drake was kind of um, playing the like the gangster card and was saying that he was doing all, all these types of um, you know mm. illegal activities, do you think that's the reason why he hasn't kind of been judged so harshly on it? Because a lot of his lyrics are you know romantic based or lifestyle based. I don't even think it's just that. I think it's... I think for artists that are praised for their lyricism, they're under way more scrutiny than those who aren't. So, for example, um, I think people were less bothered by Kanye having a ghostwriter than Kendrick Lamar because Ken- Kanye's strong suit isn't his lyricism. I he think that's what things. it is. Do you know what I mean? So, I think yeah. if, if, if it... Because if that's literally your strong point... Mm and that's not even you, then it's like, fuck, what else do I have? And I think that's the problem. Like, mm. Drake's strong point isn't his lyricism. I mm. don't think. I think I think Drake's strong point is more just making hits. I know it sounds very fucking... Um, it sounds like a... Um, sounds like a cop-out. But it's like it's just more like mm. he chooses right production, very nostalgic production. Uh, he'll say a couple things that are relatable. He'll talk about his life that people are kind of invested in. And that works for him. It's not like he's spitting bars. If you're spitting bars, right, like fucking 2000s Cameron, and so also that's not you, that is a bit mad, isn't it? That is a bit yeah. mad. And I, this think is why I think that's the difference, yeah. not more the topic. Yeah, I was going to say, this is why it comes back to my little chef analogy. Like, <laughs> like, take nothing away from Drake. Like he find, we talk about this all the time. Drake is like the ultimate a Like he finds mm. these people. <laughs> he like facilitates a lot of great mm. music and he puts out a lot of great music. So he's like mm. the master chef, but it's mm. just, he's not, if you, you know, if you follow the waiter back into the kitchen, he's not there in his, he's probably in the office. <laughs> like See, he's not necessarily there with the knife chopping up all the food. Um, but this is but, but this is the problem, right? Because this one thing we'll never know, and this is the this is why it's so hard to really kind of resolve whatever feeling you would have about someone who gets ghostwriters. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you don't know to what extent these ghostwriters are writing. Yeah, like, is yeah. it just a hook? Is it a whole verse? Is it a whole song? Like, you don't know. That's the thing. It's literally fucking ghosts. Like, so I think that's the problem. Like, if it's someone like, oh, you know, Drake gets goes right to hooks now and again yeah fair enough like do you know what I mean I can handle that if someone's saying Drake is getting people to write half his album I'm like 
fucking hell, mate. Like, that's a bit egregious. I think that's yeah. the problem. I don't know what extent it is. And I think having that would definitely um, change my feelings on, on the artists or how I look at them, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I guess we'll never know, really. That's the <laughs> like, you'll never know. That I think with Take Care, <laughs> I fully agree. I fully believe that Take Care, more than half of it was from the weekend. And he oh, like, yeah, fully sure. made, wrote, like produced, along with his kind of posse of people, at least half of it. And that that's yeah. Drake's, I mean, one of his best projects. Um, yeah, fair. <laughs> I, think it's, I think one... One way you can kind of spot this out, again, you always got to have models when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. The way you can spot it out is if an artist drops a piece of work or body of new work that is so different to everything they've done, so different, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like a, there's like, oh, there's like a, some sort of like um, consistent theme or some sort of cause that you can kind of tie in. It is probably because of that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Drake has never made, made an album that sounds like Take Care. He sounds very much like The Weeknd, doesn't he? Ever since him and The Weeknd aren't friends, he's never dropped an album like that ever again. And before that, he never dropped an album like that. So I wonder what was in the room when he was dropping Take Care. Like, I think you got to kind of do, have that when you um look at could there have been ghostwriting. Similar, like, when Drake and Lil Wayne started teaming up, Lil Wayne started to rap like Drake. <gasps> wonder why that is. Like, mm. and you know what it is. So, and now again, there's a lot of... Um, I think it's been quite open. Like, yeah, Drake has written for Lil Wayne, which is quite weird. So this leads to what I'm trying to say, right? So th- there's two parts of it, but I think the first one I'm going to say is like, do, do you think there's like, oh, if, if do, do you feel like, oh, because someone gets ghostwriters, like, oh, you're just not that good then. Because here's my problem, right? Because if you're getting ghostwriters, but you're also ghostwriting for other people, then is it because yeah. you're not good or you just not, you can't just, you can't think that far? Like wh- what way does John take it? So the question is, does it does it matter if as long as you're writing for someone? No, but okay. So like, for example, Drake has ghostwriters, yes. right? So does that mean that Drake just isn't good enough in terms of writing lyrics? But then it's also quite weird because he ghostwrites other people. Or he's written, like, it's not like he doesn't write some of his own stuff. So it's like, okay... So for you, does it? So when you hear someone's got a ghostwriter, what I'm trying to say is, does that does that mean to you, oh, that person's just not as good as I thought they were? Does, does that it how takes, it results in your head? It takes something away because I think mm. with any artist, when you like break it down and you like think about the metrics of like what makes a mm. good artist, songwriting is mm. like pretty much up there. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, Like and yeah like the lyrics are, as as we've said like the lyrics are one of the most important things in any genre of music and especially in in hip hop and r&b um so i think yeah it definitely makes me think about them in a different way um to know that drake writes for other people that's cool that's nice like i i know of course he can write songs but that that's not the issue it wasn't that we don't believe that drake has the capacity or like the capabilities to write songs. It's just that he isn't writing the, his own stuff. And I think that's mm. what, that's the, that's the issue. I don't care if you're writing for Lil Wayne. Have you written your own album? Mm. Uh, okay. That's kind of the way right. I take it. No, that's fair. That's fair. I kind of get it. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, oh, because then it leads to a bigger discussion because do you rate artists based on their discographies or do you rate artists mm. based on... The, the, the songs they make do you know what I mean and that, yeah. and that is that's a whole different kettle of fish yeah. um, check out Mike Check they actually did um, a quite interesting thing about this discography mm. so I did this week but um, 
Yeah, so I, again, that one, I'm fully, like, torn on that one because, like, mm. obviously you have fucking skill if you're going to ghostwrite for people. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Drake has allegedly ghostwritten for Kanye or was going to before the whole fucking Pusha T shit. Obviously, done it for Lil Wayne. He's probably done it for a couple of other artists as yeah. well. So, obviously, you have enough talent, but is But then, for me, in my head, I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? But if you could do that, then what is compelling you to do it for your own album? Or is, is there... Or is there ghostwriters for your ghostwriting? Like, to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that sounds crazy, but trust me, trust me, that's happened. For example, um, someone paid Mace to ghostwrite and Mace got Cameron to ghostwrite yes. whatever fuck Mace was going to write. So, and obviously they had a beef by like literally a few years ago. Like that came out quite recently. So don't ever for a second think that's too, that's too far of a leap to make. It's not. Trust mm. me, the shit is weird. Um, so... I, here's, here's my problem, right? Here's my problem. And this is, this is John, you're just going to have to accept this. Cool. This is just true. In 50 years time, right? No one is going to know who the fuck Quentin Miller is. That's never going to be the case. Never, <laughs> never, never going to happen. Sorry, sorry, never going to happen. No one's going to know who the fuck this guy is. But they're going to know, they're going to know they like Rico. They're going to know they like, if you read this is too late, they're going to know that. Those things are going to live on way longer. So, in the short term, yeah, you might get a few digs at Drake at our oh, ghostwriting. But in terms of what is remembered, this is not going to be remembered. So mm. actually, funny enough, in the long term, it actually doesn't even fucking matter. It's annoying. And that's something you've got to live with, mm. right? But the problem is, right? And this is what a lot of people say. Some people say, oh, if you're ghostwriting for some of these artists, why don't you just rap the lyrics and just become big yourself? What, mm. what, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it writing is a skill rapping is a skill (laughs) like delivery flows um, like they're all different skills producing is a skill and not everyone has all of these at the same time and like Mm -hmm. I think that's something that like uh, 2001 Dr. Dre right everyone that's a classic album everyone loves it yeah. everyone knows full well that dr dre had a lot of the songs written for him everyone knows yeah. dr dre is not the best rapper of all time yeah of course but, but we know that he had other feathers in his hat right like he's one of the best producers he's like a great businessman he he has all of these other things so i think um yeah i think i think it's you have to like um, kind of like compartmentalize all of these things and, and look mm. at them separately and be like, yeah, they might not songwrite, but do they have these other things? Um, and I guess one good example is Puff Daddy, who um, is very transparent about it. He, mm-hmm. he he doesn't write a lot of his own stuff. He said, um, yeah. don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks in, Jeez. I think that was in his 2001 album. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he's he's been very like open and honest about it. Um, mm. So I guess question throwing it back to you is, does it does it matter to you if it's kind of out in the open? Does that affect how you how you would view an artist? It lets me know what ground I'm playing on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, at least I'm going into it not thinking it's like it's it's, it's again. Does that go into a relationship? It's like yeah, this is this is just a a bit of a situation shit or just, just for fun and you know she's thinking it's a real relationship so I can't really do that like I just need to know what it is from the jump and then you know we can go there from there hmm. I think because I think I think about the artists that have been quite vocal about it 
But anyway, it's not artists I listen to like that, minus Kanye, so fair enough. Um, Dr. Dre. That's the thing, like, people have obviously said Dr. Dre, all of this, this, and the other. Kanye West, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Well, your question, does it take away from me? If, if kind of, if they've kept that information private, does that oh, affect right. how you see them? As opposed it's, to someone like Puff or someone... Um, like I think... Dr. Dre, it's pretty... I think it depends how you're moving A in song and B in real life because you cannot be swinging your dick around on on girth that isn't yours. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. So I feel like if you're kind of ghostwriting and on top of that you're like I'm the best rapper alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I I worked really hard uh, and all this stuff. I really kind of um what's the word insincere shit you're doing all of that and then if and then people find out you're ghostwriting that's kind of fucked up but if it's a thing where you're rapping for the sake of rapping and you're not really saying or vocally like oh I'm the best or you know I work so hard to get to this point and then then people find out okay it might, still might be a bit weird but it's like okay cool I'm, mm. I'm not gonna be like oh then he or she never said they were the best or you know whatever that's the case that's the case um I think I think that's how I feel about it. I feel like it depends on who, what type of rapper you're really portraying yourself to be. Like I said before, if Nines ever did have a ghost, I, my mind would be blown. I'd be like, I can't listen to it anymore. Mm. Because some of the stuff you said, you literally said, if the stars can speak, they'll vouch for me that I barks my heat. So if that was not him, then who the fuck is it? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. stuff like that is like, I can't, I can't, I can't anymore. It's just not going to work. So, um, yeah, I think it really depends on the content of the artist, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I guess... Another another thing I think about is like, if you've got those other feathers in your hat, if you're a good producer, channel yourself into like Puff Puff Daddy's obviously done that, and Dr Dre's done that. Like after those kind of initial two or three albums, they went elsewhere and pursued the talents that they had, business acumen, producing, um, and I mean obviously I know Dr Dre released Compton in 2015, but like yeah. other than that, he's kind of gone into what he's good at. Um. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I agree. I agree with you though. It lets me know where I stand with an artist, so that I'm not kind of like, there's no false pretense. There's not. Yeah. Yeah. The exactly. Rel- <laughs> it's a good relationship analogy, but exactly. it's very true. Uh. Yeah. Okay. So here's one thing that is I can kind of see. Like that's it. I don't think. I don't think it's all bad, right? I don't think it's all bad. Hmm. But when you talk about and let me just touch, touch on one more because obviously um, I think Cardi B has been very vocal that she's had some ghostwriters. I think the guy uh, Partisan Fontaine mm-hmm. uh, obviously he's done for Kanye as well. He did them Violent Crimes which is damn one of his best songs on Yay. so fair enough. Um, Cardi B said she doesn't care because she'll still get paid and obviously <laughs> all the, and basically said like you know all of these rappers in the game have writers and even the ones who say they don't they're lying. So um, but then obviously now we look at Cardi B's career even in the short span of like three years since Invasion of Privacy, people still tout as one of the best female rappers mm. out. Maybe one of the best rappers out right now. So even though she's been vocal about it, do you think because she's been vocal about it, it allows people to rank her quite highly or rank her at all? Do you think that, do you feel like the honesty actually helps them in terms of rankings and stuff like that? I think so. I think it's one of those, yeah, it's it's like a, 
if you know there's like some going to be some bad press and you like you beat the person to to the jump yeah. right and you tell them first it takes the sting mm. out of it when it actually hits the news because you've been there first and you've told the narrative how you want to like cardi b kind of mm. was very vocal and she's like yeah i don't care i'm getting money anyway whether that's mm. necessarily how she feels about it or not mm. who knows but that's that's the narrative she's put out there and therefore because she's come out confident and she's come out um in that way we're like yeah cool yeah, she owns it. She doesn't write her own stuff, but she's still the best. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it, it depends. Um, if if Drake had come out right from the beginning and been like, mm. I mean, it doesn't really matter with him because he hasn't really taken too many hits from it. But if he had, mm. probably would have like deflected off him e- even easier. Um, yeah, I think what's crazy about it is that if 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 it's quite vocal about having ghostwriters, then it's also quite a, it's a lot easier to kind of judge lyricism from the artist. So, for example, yeah, you yeah. might be like, "Oh, I didn't really like this Drake lyric here," but okay, he didn't write this. Maybe he needs someone else. Like you can kind of like justify things more so rather than mm. like if Drake's getting ragged on for a song that he didn't write, it's like, "Oh, that's kind of sucks, isn't it?" Like for then it's your also your fault for keeping that private, where someone could have kind of given you a pass, being like, "Oh, maybe he didn't even write that part too fair." Mm. Like you can't even do that when it's all like. Um, under wraps but again um, I think in the in the sense of just pure competitiveness yeah. I don't think me personally I will put anyone that has been like extensively ghost written for mm-hmm. in any sort of list I just wouldn't yeah. because not not to say they don't make good albums maybe I'll put their albums in any list for sure because the album's still the album which I can touch on a little bit but in terms of lists like I'm not going to say Foxy Brown's one I know people love doing this on Twitter for some sort of performative bullshit people <laughs> love saying Foxy Brown's one of the best female rappers ever to, of all time and they'll always say this every time the discussion female rappers come up even though they don't fucking listen to her but I'm not going to put it on my list because Foxy Brown will write her shit No Name does Rhapsody does I've, I assume Lil Sims does but like do you know what I mean like I'm going to put these people on my list mm. but way over there because they write the shit and the music's good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're writing your own shit and it's, and it's shit, like, okay, you're not going to be on this as well. Let's not be ridiculous. But, like, I'm not going to... I think... But I might be like, oh, yeah, Foxy Brown's album, that's a really good album because an album is... I've always seen an al- album as, like, an amalgamation of a lot of people coming together. Yeah. I've never yeah. looked at an album and thought one person. Anyone who thinks that, literally, like, I don't know. I don't know what world you're living on. Like, I literally do not know what world you're living on right now. Like, there has to be... In any... On any given album, there's definitely like 15 people plus involved. Minimum, minimum, minimum. But that's not, that's like, if we're talking, let's say one or two producers, an artist, a mixing engineer, a sound engineer. Um, Probably a couple of co-writers in there. Co-writers, A&Rs. If we're talking about everyone involved in the album, mm-hmm. um, orchestral arrangements, all of that, yeah. if you're doing that as well. Again, that can go up and up and up. You can literally have, I think Janelle Monet has like fucking 60 people um, credited on um, the Arc Android. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, do you know what I mean? Obviously it's still her, but it's like, there's a lot of things, even if you are the one just writing it. So I've never looked at albums as if, oh, he did all of this. So he's mm. the greatest. Like it depends what I like about that album. And if, if, yeah. if there a lot of the direction comes from the artist, then yeah, I'll give him points for that. But I'm not going to look at the album and be like, oh, the album's shit because you didn't write it. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like you were able to look at an album? Actually, I've got a little bit of a tidbit for you. I want to see how you feel about this. Come on. So, you like Nas, innit? Like, Nas is... Oh, uh, Nas yeah, quite highly. There we go. You rate Nas quite highly. So, obviously, one of them, um, I guess, in the Nas sphere, like, one of his most touted albums is on his is, um, Untitled album, I knew right? this was coming. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, there we go. 
pretty good album for most people. I think people say, like, you know what, before it's Pimple Butterfly, it was this one. Like, people really like this one. But obviously, um, there's um, some word that Stickman and Jay Electronica helped write a lot of the songs. So I think when you have that knowledge, do you feel like you look at, because we've talked about the artists, but do, mm-hmm. do you look at the albums differently? You'd be like, oh, actually, shit. I can't look at this album the same way because this guy didn't write it. Uh, yes and no. I feel like okay. I've read a lot about this, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, and Jay Electronics has kind of publicly said, like, that's not really the case. Like, mm. most artists, of course, have people in the room who, you know, like, kind of co-writers, but it wasn't as if they were behind the scenes, like, the little... Uh, hamsters in the wheel like working yeah. overtime for for <laughs> Nas so yeah they saw it as I think Jay Electronica was like no Nas writes his stuff but we were kind of involved mm-hmm. in the process as well mm-hmm. um, so I don't think that takes away from it at all um, certainly not for me if it came out as like an expose of like he did not actually write on this and the people themselves <laughs> who are touted as saying that they were writers said yeah I wrote this that affects mm-hmm. it for me um, okay fair I think fair. an example would be Ghostface Killer um, Supreme Clientele mm-hmm. um, there's been kind of words uh, well a kind of Wu-Tang Clan as a whole right a lot yeah. a lot of lyrics apparently <laughs> even parts even parts wrapped by Ghostface and Method Man mm-hmm. themselves were mm-hmm. not written by them they're written by Jizz and Reza right mm-hmm. so um, and then that obviously Supreme Clientele as well there's word especially from Method Man that um, they, that whole Wu-Tang collective shared bars like a fucking swap meet yeah, bro yeah. like it's fucking ridiculous there, apparently a lot of that was written by someone else and like Tony Tony Yeo from G-Unit oh, yeah, and Tony. Method Man both being like mm. yeah there were like a number of songs that were not written by him and that's obviously Damn. a lot of people's like people rate that yeah that's a, that's a big album yeah that's a big album that's um, a classic for most yeah. people yeah um so yeah, that it definitely affects how I see artists when it's like retrospective. Yeah. And it's been like it's it's been like like I was saying right at the beginning, right? Like I feel nowadays we will find out. Like people found out yeah. about Drake. Um but like <laughs> it's only retrospective that we find out what was going on in the early nineties, the mid the late nineties. Yeah. Because it was so much more opaque. We didn't really have the the internet trolls working twenty four seven to find to find yeah. out everything. Um, yeah <laughs> so yeah who knows I mean maybe a lot of our favourite rappers really did have people working behind the scenes um, Jay-Z's not one of them because he was no, literally I mean, writing yeah. for everybody else and himself and his yeah. friends and yeah yeah that guy I mean I mean he's different I mean that's the thing I like I like the fact I mean it's scary that we, it's weird we've been saying it, but I like the fact that rappers write their songs like I feel like there's skill mm. it's not I feel like it's the whole thing isn't it like it's not just the beat like if if, if rap was or music was just about production you just listen to sound albums like instrumental yeah. albums yeah. all the time it's not just about that if it was all about lyricism you just listen to acapella albums all the time it's not just about that I feel like it's all of these things and I feel like I need all of these things to be like I mean Again, the fact whether it, where it comes from from not is literally just something to resolve my own brain. Mm. It's not anything I need. Like for example, like Doggy Style has quite a few ghostwriting accusations tied on it, yeah. but people love Doggy Style, and people always continue to love mm-hmm. Doggy Style. That 
Do you know what I mean? That's just yeah. the fact of life. So I, I, I think that's been, like I always say, it's always going to be forgotten long-term. It's always, because I think, I don't think people think as far as, oh, this song's amazing. Who wrote yeah, this? Yeah. I don't think people think that. Like, if I listen to Levitated, right, I'm just thinking, oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm just vibing. I'm not thinking, oh, shit, who wrote this? I can't like this song anymore. I just don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, if I'm listening to, I gotta say, I know that's not hip-hop, right, but if I'm listening to fucking, what, let me think of, right, um... I don't know if you're an artist, actually, like, if I'm listening to Pride as a Devil, right, and Lil Baby's going off and J. Cole's going off, no one point am I thinking, oh, but did they write this, though? Like, it's just, I don't think people think that far, and I think that's why people continue to get away with this. Like, it's just always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to say to you, like, do you feel like it's only going to become more prevalent? Do you feel like the whole authenticity aspects of hip-hop is kind of outdated? Do you think it's played out and it's going to fade out in the future? <sighs> That is a tough question. <laughs> it is, but here we are. That's what we do. Um, hmm. Yes. I think if like had to crystallise it, yes, I think it will become more prevalent. Um, I would hope that if it becomes more prevalent, it's more open. That you know what, I just, I don't have the pen game and that's cool because I have the aesthetic and the producing chops and this and that and that's what I'm gonna like build my career on um but I don't think that'll happen I think it'll just get more prevalent and we just will yeah I I don't think people are gonna be any more kind of transparent about it I think it will just happen more um and it'll come out more possibly but not at the kind of um but not a conscious decision on the artist's yeah. behalf, because no one really wants to do that. <laughs> like Cardi's quite a, um, quite a unique person in that sense, because mm. because not many artists are in the position where if they say that, they can kind of, um, yeah, get away with it. What What are you thinking? Do you think it's going to become more prevalent? Oh, one hundred percent. Like I think it's really bad. Like the fact that there's like reportedly some ghostwriters sitting down getting five figures a month. A f- month, mm-hmm. fuck! Like that, that just shows me. Like there's that's mean the fact that that could be the average like wage for girls, right? It just shows how bad this is. Like, mm-hmm. and I think the the reason why I become more prevalent, right, especially right now, is that what sell what music sells the most? It's hip hop. Yeah, I mean, like you can't save it. Like it's over. Like I think it's over, man. Like I think it's gonna get real bad real quickly speaking of bad think of that girl what's her name bad baby like Ooh. fucking hell like how well was she doing and all the songs are like written for her of course she's not writing this stuff she's 14 years old or at the time so it's like okay fair enough but like the fact that I'm not saying that songs that are ghost written can't do well but the fact that there's like when when a genre is the most popular Everyone who's trying to engineer a hit will move to that genre. All yeah. oh, right, yeah. So, so hip hop—that's like the real cool thing right now. We need a hip hop verse, and then mm. we need like Dua Lipa on the hook. Like, I don't know. I'm just keeping me with Dua Lipa, but that's actually how it happens, isn't it? Fucking Dua Lipa's working with all these fucking rappers. She's on Anyways, the new pop smoke album. I know. I Come know, on, I hate that, that song so I'm much. A, so I'm much. Not, I'm not touching a posthumous album with a ten foot pole. I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. But um, anyway, yeah. So like, that's how some of these guys are. Like, they'll literally just be mm. like, okay, yeah, like. For example, oh, there was, um, so I was watching the final ceremony of um, a game I watched, right? And in the fact, like, it's meant to be like a big event. It only happens once a year. Big, massive event, big budget. 
And because, again, their core demographic is probably like teenagers and stuff like that. So they literally fought in their head, right? Instead of just kind of doing what we've always done, which is kind of like make our own, like we have like a soundtrack that's for the year. They'll have like that one song that kind of defines the year. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, for their opening ceremony, they thought, let's just do something cool. So no joke, John, they brought out DJ Stop Khaled, it. right? I swear Stop to it. fucking God, I swear to God. They brought out DJ Khaled, right? I'll, I'll try and see if I can put it in the link in the description, right? It's um, what's it called? It's the League of Legends World Finals. It's actually last okay. year's one. And they'll have like all these people just doing some weird hip hop verses and switching to K-pop. So they literally, they literally just throw in like a bag of like all the things the kids will like, right? And it's like, that's where it's heading, right? So it's like, it's not just about, oh, how skilled someone is. It's just that, oh, where where's everyone's ear at right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's engineer ourselves to be like that. That's, that's as far as it goes. And I think because of that, like, it's like, why why am I, why am I playing again? Okay, it's like playing foot, it's like playing football with one leg when fucking, no, it's like playing football with three, two legs when secretly everyone brings a third leg to the pitch. It's like, why are you playing that game if what's called everyone secretly plays this way? It's like, I think when, when you see like proper writers mm. like Arazzi or Kendrick, it's like, you're actually not playing the game correctly in a sense because yeah. everyone is doing this. If anything, you're making it a lot harder for yourself to get albums out there more often because you know, you're the only one who's really caring about this whole writing thing. Like no one cares about it. I don't know. I'm not saying they should get close rights. I'm not saying that because obviously mad respect, but I'm just saying if you're looking at it from a general perspective, that's what it is. Like, I think at this point, it's literally just for the purists to be like, wow, damn, this person really did write this. Yeah. That is incredible. This person's amazing. But outside of that, ugh, I, I, I want to say it matters, but I just don't think it does. It's right the same now. with the, do- the doping analogy you made, like yeah. cycling, right? don't know if people mm-hmm. listen to this are really into their cycling but like Lance Armstrong is one guy that got caught every almost mm-hmm. every single person that was cycling at that time mm-hmm. was doping every single person and they did it because the, you know <laughs> the guys at the top were winning and they were like shit we need we need to start as well so then everyone does it but obviously there are yeah. always going to be a few guys yeah, a purists a few purists here hanging around they're like no I'm not touching mm-hmm. that um, yeah 100% yeah, yeah no even to extend further that there might not be illegal drugs, but there's certain drugs that all athletes do because it's like, shit, like if everyone's mm. doing this, then if I just go from like my fucking natural grass eating self, I'm not going to win, am I? Like I need some of this other shit these guys are taking. Mm. Um, but then again, like um, if we go back to fucking um, Shakari Richardson, right? And Josh I knew McCourt, this was coming up today. I was yeah. surprised you didn't say it in the intro. Oh, whatever, mate. Um, what's it called? So it's obviously she can't like, um, well, she didn't get caught while she had a negative test. And obviously, again, like we talk about Drake, some people are like, but why is weed even banned anyways? That's literally hip-hop right now. Like, people are just like, but what's really wrong with it anyways? It's like, oh, but, you know, like, it's not just the fact that she's a professional athlete and, you know, there's a lot of other, it's not just the performance. Like, there's a lot of other factors that go into, you know, being an extreme athlete that you don't want all these outside things. That's the thing. You want to test people accurately for good or for worse. So even if she's cutting her nose to her face, you don't want that in your tournament. You want everyone to come in and it's fair. Hmm. That's how I felt about hip-hop for a long time. But again, if everyone's kind of using, if everyone's doping, then you kind of, you're just going to get left behind real quick. Yeah. Like, do I mean, like how far away are we? If you get, let's say you get a decent rapper and he gets like a three or four ghostwriters, he probably could do a good kid. I'd say he probably could do it. 
He could do it. And, and no one's going to look at him and be like, oh, it's not good though. So it's like, oh, so, and, and how far away are we from that? I don't think we're that far, mm. if I'm being honest. I don't think we're that far. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a scary part, man. Yeah. I think, yeah, one <laughs> other thing we haven't really, I know we're talking about ghostwriting, ghostwriters, but we, like, um, I guess in, in what we're saying now, you know, is they're going to become more prevalent and literally everyone's going to have a ghostwriter. It's kind of interesting to look back and see that for a long time, being a ghostwriter is kind of exploitative, right, as well. Mm-hmm. Not just that they're not getting the fame, because some of them probably don't mind, but mm-hmm. they literally weren't getting the checks cut. <laughs> and they're getting, like, re- yeah, kind of treated really badly. Um, mm-hmm. So I think one one example I'll start us off with was um, it's a big uh, Fat Joe, sorry. So yeah. he had a lot of, a lot, I mean, that says it all. Um, oh. But he had he had a big pun ghostwriting for him. Um I and, believe that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he was he was getting like big bonuses for, for after kind of the albums dropped and stuff and wasn't really cutting the checks for Big Pun. Um, mm. Whereas obviously nowadays you, you have like a set, a lot of ghostwriters have a set price, don't they? Like we're hearing, was it DaBaby? Mm. When he's featuring on a song, he charges, what is it, 500 grand? It was something like that. Something crazy. crazy. Like that, no, um, so yeah, like obviously it's become such a respected kind of profession now that you can charge set rates but looking back like mm. a lot of people are just getting you know they stay in the basement and that's where you live and i'll come down to you when i need a, when i need <laughs> yeah, a, no, a nice track <laughs> like yeah. stuck down in the basement of like death row records um <laughs> but yeah it's yeah oh, okay it's, it's come think, it's come a long way oh, okay there's one more thing right it's the last thing i'll touch on um so in the case obviously one of my favourite songs of all time, if you know me, is um, the song Miami by Will Smith. One of my favourite songs, especially this time of year. Um, anyways, aside from that, obviously, Will Smith did not write Miami. It was actually um, from Nas. Nas wrote Miami. And obviously, if you think about 90s Nas, this is probably one of the most weirdest songs you would ever think Nas would write. Like, you would just never imagine someone like Nas would write this song. Mm. But he did. And obviously, I think... Especially at the time, I don't think it would have been taken well if someone like Nas uh, released a song like that. But obviously, mm. he still gets ripped for um, Uchi Wally. Like, people still have that quote where it's like, is it Uchi Wally or One Mic? Like, people still say that. Like, it's funny. So, like, the fact he still gets ragged on that today is like, okay, mm. cool. So, in the case where, I guess, the art, the song doesn't fit the writer, whatever that means... Uh, do you think it's like you know what fair enough let me just give this to someone else like it's a rapping song but the song doesn't fit me but someone else should do this like what do you think of those cases I kind of get it I Mm. kind of get it but it it also kind of it feels like you're watering it down each time it feels like these songs are just getting like passed around they're like oh fit anyone like let's see who it kind of works Mm. better for Um, so yeah I guess for me, it's like, well, this is like second, um, second help. Sl- sloppy seconds. Sloppy drugs. seconds is, is what I'm trying to say. It feels like right. sloppy seconds. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, first, guys. Continue. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, cause not, it wasn't just Miami. I think it was six songs on that project that he had writing credits yeah. for as well. Um, and that's Big Willie that, style. Diamond. Yeah. With Diamond. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I get it. It happens. It happens so much more in in pop music. I think 
in yeah. terms of like there are so many songs that just get like chucked around they're like oh this was supposed to be for Bieber but Ed Sheeran wanted it or like mm. so in that sense I'm like when songs get passed around so much I'm like well then it, it it's not really when I'm when I hear the the eventual artist record it and sing yeah. it I'm like well it doesn't feel very genuine right now because I know I could have heard it from a, like A B C D E artist that's how I think about it ah uh. Okay, okay. So let's do another case, right? So when Party Next Door wrote work for Rihanna, mm. you know, he wrote Rihanna it for her, though. Makes feel offensive. No, I don't think he wrote it for her. No, he wrote it and he gave it to Rihanna. He had this. He had the demos out there. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. That's the thing. So, yeah. so obviously, you hear Rihanna's song, you hear Rihanna's version, like, damn, this sounds perfect for her. Mm. You hear Party Next Door's version, actually, people say he should have kept the song, but I don't know if it would have made the same waves it would have if it was Pie Next Door I don't think it would have came up the same way I feel like because it was Rihanna I was like oh I actually did add a vibe to it mm. I do think that yeah maybe yeah maybe I'm just thinking of it in terms of like you've just got some songs like sitting around you're not going to use them so you just start passing them around I'm like I think people I'd, do that I though. don't know <laughs> you don't like that just like just find a way I've to got do some yourself. cognitive distance going on because I know you're I know, right I know you're right but I've already put I've already drawn my lines no so. I get I get what you mean like and it makes oh, it makes sense it, when another artist yeah. performs it and they're like no this works so much better for you now um yeah yeah I get it I get it <laughs> I do get it that's why I get that's why I'm where you I'm, I'm literally where you are right now where it's like I get it but it's like fuck me like mm. you do you, you're always gonna wonder but what if he this what if the original artist did it and i think for me there's like i get people say oh but it sounded better on this person but the fact that it came from this person why the fuck would it not sound better from the person who wrote it mm. he knows exactly how he wants it to sound how's it not going to sound better with that guy that's how i think about mm. it right like how can someone who didn't write the song know exactly what inflections to put here or there or do you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like this, that all adds to the feeling of a song so for me it's like how does that even make sense but Especially with artists who are actually artists, not ghostwriters. I'm talking about mm. people who are actually artists, right? I'm like, what the hell? Like, that doesn't... Yeah, to me, that doesn't really make any sense to me. Like, if Nas did Miami, for me personally... Don't get me wrong. I think there's a... there's a Especially, like, late 90s Will Smith, there's definitely an attraction there because, obviously, he was like... Everyone loves Will Smith. I get that. But there's no way if Nas makes that song, I don't think it's a banger. Mm. I literally don't think it. I'm not... Again, I'm not even the biggest Nas fan, but like, I don't, yeah, the song itself is a banger. Yes. Like, yeah, I don't think it was like, Will Smith took it to some next level. Mm. Like, so I like the song. So I don't, I think with stuff like that, I do feel like you should just try it. I know, I think a lot, I think when that happens, I think people are scared of the fan reaction. And fuck the fans, man. Honestly. Like, it's, like for example, Jay-Z dropped Big Pimpin'. But he dropped Reasonable Doubt and a few years later he dropped Big Pimpin'. Who gives a fuck? Like, no one gives a fuck. Like, the song's a banger. Like, do you know what I mean? You just got to find a way. Like, if you're going to pivot, pivot. Like, just don't be worried about what people are going to say. Like, if it's in your spirit, it's in your spirit. That's the way I see it. That's mm. very, you know, philosophical. But that's how I see it, man. Yeah. That's how I see it. it yeah, it would have been <laughs> wild to, to hear Nas do Miami. I know, but I think it would be a banger. I yeah. do think it would be yeah. a banger. I do. I do. I, I just don't see any other way. Like, it would have done, it would have gone diamond. There's no way Nas drops a diamond album, sorry. But it would have done well. It would have mm. done well. No way. So I just... Oh, man. And I think 
the amount of money that Arthur's making is, I mean that song's still making to this day it's fucking insane man gosh that is his whole salary man I just play <laughs> so it's like <laughs> do you know what I mean like there's certain songs I'm like you should just kept that bro like yeah like I don't think the the mark of a good song is oh if X artists had it it would have sold 5 million more mm. like why does that even matter like if you like the song mate then just fucking release the song like that's that's the way I see it but if you really do write something and it's not for you, then just done it, spin it. Yeah. But then it's about money, isn't it? People like it's money. It's always about money. Us. It's always about. It's, it, all of these yeah. things always go back to money. Yeah. So. But no, I, I I agree with you saying that if you've written the lyrics, why is someone else singing it better than you? Like if if yeah. you've sat down <laughs> and you've got your pen and paper, or if you're Jay Z, you've just sat down and you're writing mm. the song in your head, then why 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 is someone else putting better inflections or like expressing better emotion over these words than you? Like, this is your life. Like, come on. Yeah, literally. And I'm saying, again, this is for actual rappers, not yes. ghostwriters yes. who don't rap and all that. Yeah, yeah, so you ask, yeah, for your true artist, you know how to make a song. Mm. So it's like, that does, yeah, that part really rattles my brain. I get it to an extent because if you're going to have a feature and you want that person to be on the feature because you mm. like their voice and stuff like that, that kind of makes sense. But a whole song to give away, it's like, why? Mm. Well, yeah. Even if you featured Will Smith or you gave this song to Will Smith and you had a verse, the song's still a banger to me. Like, yeah. Did, yeah. There's no way, yeah. There's no way anyone can tell me different. I don't care anyone who hears this. No, you can tell me different, mate. Sorry. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that I think. Wraps I, us up, I yeah, that like. wraps us up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. What do you guys think about ghostwriting? Like, does it matter? Does it not? Um, you know, sh- or should we see more of it? Should we see less of it? Like, how important is it to you? Let us know. Uh, send an email to vinylplexipod at gmail.com. It may just be read out on the show. Um, follow us, of course, as always, on our socials Instagram at vinylplexipod, Twitter TVC pod. Uh, the Vinyl Collective everywhere else um, yeah thanks for listening as always we close out the episode with our coveted now and then playlist our 40th time doing this which is insane to think about but I feel like we say that every week now so we just gotta buckle up and be grown men and accept that we're here now and I'm not getting off the straight anytime soon um, so again like I said my Venn song will be Yanis by Freddie Gibbs and Madlib featuring Anderson Pack fucking banger obviously for obvious reason uh shout out to the bucks shout out to yanis especially like unreal performance mm-hmm. um my now song oh my now song this is always hard because i'm not gonna lie like sometimes we drop some like i just don't like it i just don't <laughs> i just, just don't like it like i don't have to like everything that drops uh you know what i'll go there was one artist that I've been seeing popping around. What's her name? Uh, Maria the Scientist. There yeah. was one song she had that was really good. I think it might have been Beetlejuice. Okay. I'm going to say it's Beetlejuice. So, um, yeah, I'll add that. I've heard her name around a little bit. Um, yeah, that but yeah, was I haven't late got to yeah. But yeah. Cool. Uh, cool. Right, my two songs. Uh, my Now song was released, I think it was November or December 2020. Um, I'm going to call it an R&B album, even though it was not in the English language, it was in Spanish. Oh, if you... fuck's sake. Here we go. Go on. <laughs> go on. Go on. Have your moment. Have your moment. It's a great song. It's called Telepatia. It's uh, by 
Colombian singer Caliuchis, mm-hmm. and it's a great song. Um, <laughs> that's on their great album. Check it out. Even if you don't speak Spanish, mm-hmm. it's still it's still a vibe. Uh, this guy's still selling this album to me. Like the thing is, I like Caliuchis, right? I just like what the fuck am I gonna do with that? She's just gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's a vibe. Like I can't, like I can't, like I need to know what you're saying. Like I'm sorry, I'm not gonna just sit there and do a read long on Genius. So yeah. It's God, not that long me. though. You can still listen to it. Anyway, <laughs> and my then song is Nas, You're the Man. Oh, good song. That is a good song. It's I very love good song. that beat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that beat so much. Uh, oh. Yeah. So we'll be adding those to the playlist. Obviously, you can find that on our Spotify account along with our Spotlight Series playlist as well. And yeah, thanks for listening. Cool. See you next time.